Welcome to Season 3 of the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. I'm Kim, and I play Flossie Lee. You don't need to space the baby. Here's Steve, and he plays Dr. Arthur Ezekiel III. Maybe this isn't a good idea. This is Christy. She plays Rin Hudson. I have killed men for less than that. Here's James. He plays Hentel. I mean, I've used it. It's pretty nice. I mean, it doesn't match these magic fingers, but it's pretty good. And this is Chad. He plays Gideon, Nyko, and Wade. I have, I have fans like Coral. Let the chaos begin. Welcome to the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. Thanks, Steve. You're the chosen one. You were supposed to bring balance to the force. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. This is going to be an action-packed episode because now you found the area where Zeke may be. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people with guns there and thermite. Because why not? And Steve is about to have something implanted in him. Again, because why not? Because we do. Did I say Steve or Zeke? You You said said Steve. Steve. We know what you meant. Zeke's about to get something put up in him. That's that's not how the symbiote works. He's not going to Zeke. About Uh, damn time. You schmucks that are on the other side of the door, you have the advantage of surprise. What are you going to do? All right, Razor. That's his feeling. Yeah. All right, Razor. So we have a couple options here. Mm -hmm. Number one, we can go through the door. Number two, we can find a way to go between the decks and come down through the roof. Now, I'm not one for showmanship. However, how about both? Coming through the roof is super fucking cool. Why can't we do both? What? We don't need a breaking. Uh, uh, you ain't here. You're unconscious. You shut your unconscious, quasi psychic mouth. <laughs> Get waterboarded. Razor shrugs and says, uh, I don't know. The snack has the right idea. Uh, snack? That's you. Why am I a snack? Because you're fun-sized. Because you're tiny. You're not wrong, but I am so not a snack. I will melt your brain. You know, in some cultures, calling somebody a snack is a compliment. Look at you, looking like a whole snack. It's a thing. I've said it. Thank you, Hentel. Well, I mean, if we're going to go there, but... That's very nice. Awkward timing. I have enough thermite to get us through the door and the wall. All right. Flossie, you've done some hidey hole exploring. Can we get to the roof? Oh, absolutely. Between the decks. Can you get between the decks here with enough thermite to get through the roof and jump down so we have attack at both ends? Oh, I don't need the thermite. To get through the ceiling tiles? This is the industrial sector. I'm not. I am unconcerned. But if you want me to go up there and explore it, I'm, I'm I, down with that. I would that. like you to go up and explore it with one of the thermite charges, just in case something goes wrong. Better to have and not need than need and not have. Remember, the last time you explored, you weren't able to find like a, a vent or a way to get around this particular sealed door. I, 
have faith. Is there another door to this area that they're in, or is this the exclusive entrance? I mean, not that you can see. This is the only door that you see. Can I try exploring again? Would you like to explore with thermite? Yes, I would like to take the thermite with me. All right. She gives you two thermite grenades. So this should be enough. <laughs> Mother Russia, thermite burn you. Everywhere thermite burns you. Uh, 16 to find a an entrance above the room. Let's see. Who has the least luck? Uh, my luck score is 11, which means my pool is three. Uh, Zeke also has a three luck, but might not be involved in all of this. What's Flossie's luck pool? Four. Four. Good memory. All right, Hantal, you roll. You're the least lucky. 13. <laughs> 13 is a good luck roll. Flossie, you do find, a, like using the thermite, you do find a way to get into this area without using the door. However, it'll be easier for them to know that you're there because, you know, it's, it's not going to be a quiet way of getting in. But you can do it. We can, well, I mean, can do it. the idea here is to coordinate our entrances yeah. so that it's not just like, oh, they're coming through the door or, oh, they're coming through the roof. It's like, fuck, they're coming at us at the same time. Yeah, you could totally do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the plan, yeah. right? You probably have to wait for them to set off their charges and then you set off yours and then. Three, just... two, one, go. Yeah. Right. So is that like at. Three, two, one, and After then one. go, or three, yeah, two, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. go. And then go. Okay, right. mm -hmm. okay, just making sure. Yeah, standard practice. I was yeah. confused with we, that. We established that standard in the previous episode, if you recall. So Razor looks at you, Hantal, and says, so are we, are we going through this door while she goes somewhere else? Yeah, she can handle several people on her own, actually. Right. So Good. She tosses the bandolier to you and says, start sticking them on here, and she starts putting the charges around the door. Do we want to go bigger than the door or just the door? I think if we make a bigger hole, more of us can pour in. I'm going to go down about 15, 20 feet, trying to make sure I can, you know, before I hit the next bulkhead and put some charges up in a door-sized frame. So we're going to have multiple, well. Yeah. Well, she's like, I also don't want us to accidentally pierce the hull. We're in the middle of the station. Like, we're not near the outer hole. Do you know what's on the other side of this wall? Not vacuum, because we're literally in the middle of the station. Okay, well, how do you know? A lot of this area is automated. I don't get lost in space stations at all, so I know exactly where we're at. Same. Okay. They'll start sticking them up around there. And... All right, they're all set. Flossie, are you good? I'm ready. All right, I'm going to step around the corner with my little, like, you know, clacker. Razor, are you ready? All right, one. She she pulls out. Uh, she reaches in her jacket and she pulls out this thing. It looks like uh, one of those punching daggers, but it's got two like wickedly like like sharp blades, and it looks like like she she activates it and it looks like uh, it's like some condensation starts to form on it. Is that poison blades? Of course it is. I'm an assassin. She crouches down low. Her tail is whipping around. She's ready to engage that butt wiggle. 
I don't know what to think here, so I'm going to hit the button. Three, two, one. Click. And then all of the thermite goes off. You're too unconscious to appreciate this, but trust me, it is spectacular on this side. I believe it. Right. And so all the thermite goes off. Many holes are formed. Uh, Flossie, your little hole gets melted through there, and you are just going to scurry on Shut through. Up, Steven. Moving on. Flossie's hot hole. Yes. There it is. There we go. We have a title. Great. I'm glad we figured that one out. All right. So everyone, I think it's safe to say everyone has the element of surprise. So the thermite goes through the main doors. Everyone just kind of pours in, guns a-blazing. Uh, a few people, you know, as you bust on through for the, the people going through the main group, you hear, I mean, you see people coming out with all this and they have weapons drawn and they're like, there's lots of shouting, lots of confusion, lots of people shooting. There's lasers going everywhere. So uh, let's see. Hensel, were you leading the charge? Well, I mean, I hit the clacker. Let the holes go. <laughs> I knew that Flossie was going to jump in and I knew that Razor is going to want to kill some people. So I'd probably let them go first and then kind of like slink in afterwards and try to stick to the shadows. Okay, so Razor goes diving in and she starts like ducking under laser fire and just carving people up in there. And Flossie, you go through the top way. And Flossie's you- a ranged attacker. She's going to evaluate the situation and figure out who she wants to pick so off. So you didn't dive in through the hole. You're no, like- she wouldn't dive. That's not her style. She's she's going to be... And she doesn't have any weapons because this station doesn't allow weapons. So her weapons are entirely her brain. Right. So you're being very careful with your hole. So, yes. I'm, I'm cautiously making use of my now gigantic hole. And you're using your brain, too. <laughs> and using my brain. Yes. When you have a gigantic hole, you have to use your head. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so you're just, so I'm imagining Flossie's just kind of looking through the vents and not even making her presence known and just side-blasting people. people. off, okay. yeah. Yeah, there's so much confusion and so many people involved at this point. Like, there's a lot of people here. I mean, it is, like, this looks like a secret base of operations at this point. So you're picking off people, Razor's picking off people, Eliza and her crew come in and Yankov has got both guns blazing. He's screaming weird stuff in a weird language at the top of his lungs. He's shooting more at the ceiling than he is at people because he's a cowboy. fucking erp! Oh, there you go. Is the um, the Fentac, this is the Fentac in the suspension with that, Flossie would have seen that, right? Well, once you get through this wall and this barrier, then all of these psychic impressions start coming in. Because it looks like, I mean, it could have just been like the walls were treated with something or the type of metal that they were using was blocking psychic. Uh, yeah, that would have been a flood from Zeke for sure. Well, Zeke's unconscious. But still, his his you know subconscious thoughts are flooding because that was the the uh, the negative of right. the anesthetic, and right. so yeah, he's blasting. Big well, time. you can isolate where the hell he is, right? And so, or would you go straight there then? Because um, you, you know where he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, once the once the hole in the ceiling is open, Flossie would have been evaluating each thing in the room. So if the Fentac was, was it visible in its containment? Because that would have made her go, whoa. As you are looking around, we'll see what you see. So you go in and you see there's the room where Zeke is. And 
all this commotion, all this fighting is going on, and the the people doing the surgery, like they're shouting orders. It's like whatever the hell's going on on out there, keep them out of here. Is it two rooms or just an area? It's like one, like an operating theater type thing. Okay, so it's like the plastic curtain. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. plastic curtains yeah. and some at, lights. At this point, you see, like you hear, like the revving up of a bone saw and it looks like Zeke is on his stomach and there looks like they're about to cut him open and give me a intuition plus xenobiology okay so I have no xeno capacity so here's my question a would she have advantage on that role or any bonuses since she is related to somebody her target will be lower than anyone else and then would she get any bonuses because she's within range of me did she get uh, an extra one d6 yeah right. mm-hmm. 16. yeah from the looks of things and what's going on in this operating theater and what is uh well i mean obviously once he once zeke got knocked unconscious and they're about to do surgery i mean they turned on more lights because you got to see what you're doing uh, you see they're about to open him up and in that specimen jar is a Fentac. It looks like they're going to implant a symbiote in him. Oh, fuck. So um, Flossie would just impulsively just jump down through the hole and run straight towards Zeke and try to... We'll come back to that. So Hental and the cavalry. <laughs> I'm letting them do the killing. I'm looking for the lights and trying to find out where... Zeke. I assume most of the room's dark except for the surgery theater because the way you described it for him. Yeah, as you come in, it's like a big hallway and there's like more of the, you know, inner workings of the station and everything. And then there are there are things in this area that are keeping the station running too. Right. So there's there's, I, I imagine there's like machines and Absolutely. You know, pumps and yeah. things, filtration right. systems, right. whatever. So, so you are making your way through. So you're, you're letting everyone else be distracted by the fighting and you're going straight towards wherever the, the bright... I, I'm, I, what I'm thinking is wherever there's light is probably where they're working and that's where I need to be. Because they're either working Zeke over or they're working on plan to work Zeke so over. I want you to give me a, like an intuition role uh, with a skill related to like tracking, hunting, seeking, observing, things like that. Give me an intuition and subterfuge role. We're going to dump luck on this one too. Two luck dice. Oh, with two sixes. Perfect. All right, so we have six, 12, 18, 24, 26, 31. But I burned two luck points to do that. Okay. So 31 total? Yeah. All right, so you're ducking you're weaving you're actually getting past all of the fighting you're letting all the npcs duke it out while you go fight work smarter not harder oh, hey and that's great i don't have to roll so many fucking dice you're welcome for my service great so you eventually find a door that looks like this is kind of what you're looking for uh especially with the, the light and everything and you go up to it you press the button to open up the door and at this point you see Flossie going charging across the room at this operating table where Zeke is laying unconscious are you what are you doing are you going to like tackle him or I'm going to tackle the person who is about to do the surgery while sending a frantic psychic message to Hentol with the word Fentac okay so 
We'll take that in steps. So, Flossie, I need you to give me a strength and brawl roll to tackle this guy. Man, Flossie is so pretty, but I hope they brought Rin because she really knows how to kill people. You're unconscious. No, this is all stream of consciousness, stream of unconsciousness. Flossie has a moment of aww. Although there was that one time she killed all those dudes when my hands were all fucked up from electricity. You beat his melee defense, and you tackle this guy. So you, you just check him shoulder, check him right in the chest, and he goes down and lets go of the bone saw. Which hopefully stops because his finger is off of the yes. thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The saw stops and it, it just crashes down on the floor, clatters harmlessly. Every so often it bumps on the pressure handle. Boom! And, and, <laughs> yeah. At this point, Hental, I'm not sure how well your psychic resistance goes, but you not even If sir, it's outside of 75 feet, I'm, I can choose, I, I basically choose to be immune to it outside of it, but within... It comes down to so like, can I whether or whether or not you hear the word Fentac in your head, or you look around the room and you see Fentac specimens in the jars, you see symbiotes. Symbiotes, plural, more than one. You see two. Is is there anyone else standing in the room? Uh, well, there was the assistant guy that was helping the doctor, but he sees all this happen and he just puts his hands up. So I'm going to kneecap him. Like I'm, I'm going to look at the Fentac. See Flossie wrestling homeboy down. See this dude raising his arms and like, no, don't shoot. I'm going to like, <laughs> and I'm going to pull my little stealthy weapon out of my pocket and pew, kneecap him. There's both knees. No questions, no hesitation. And like, it doesn't look like I'm quite in control of myself. I'm just kind of like working on instinct. I gotcha. So, and we're not even going to bother rolling because this is a non-combatant NPC. So blast him in both knees and he goes down. Yelling in pain and clutching at his knees. Ow. That hurt. Man, it kind of sucks they didn't tell me what drugs they were filling me with before they uh, filled me with drugs, but I would really like to have known that. Now, in the room, you have an unconscious Zeke, an unconscious Ezzy. You have Flossie, who's on top of a doctor, and I'm getting, what, like, punching him? I don't know. Uh... No, she would. She would totally side blast him. Absolutely, she would be furious. Okay, she, she splatters his brains all over the floor. Yeah, and that's where you find yourselves. When she does that, I'm going to scream, "Don't kill the other one!" And I'm just going to be—I'm not breaking eye contact with them. Thank you. <laughs> and then I'm going to reach Kermit over the to the frog? I'm going to reach over to the medical tray that's nearby me and grab like the biggest pointiest thing I can find and start like just kind of slow stepping towards him. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> With all the bubbles and the colored lighting, I'm going to have a great shower when I get back to the so, ship. So I understand, uh, you know, Hintal's need to to hurt somebody right now, but. You do know, being a Fentac yourself, that they're they're in jars. They they can only stay alive so long in this condition. They need a host, right? But also that you can't force a Fentac onto somebody to host. It has to be a willing merge. Maybe. And but well, no, there's no maybe. No. That's a fact. I know, I know. But like what? that's not 
something that is within doubt. That is well, regardless. Zeke, Zeke has the mixed DNA, so right. It might, but he his he needs to be willing to. It's not like even a, with the mixed DNA, huh? Yeah, it's not just a genetic compatibility. It's a conscious Ooh. thing, right? So regardless, these guys need a host. Just say that. Uh, so are we going to just kind of fade to black while you do something really gruesome? No, I'm going to get info out of him. So if we're going to fade to black, I'm taking him with me. Okay. Well, what kind of info are you? Oh, I'll to get, get info. Right, but you're going to do, do it the want? not fun way. He needs to suffer for it. Oh, are we going to oh, do? Oh no, he would in, suffer. Are we going to do dueling oh, intimidation rolls again? Yes. <laughs> like complete opposite ways of intimidating. This will be fun. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> like the worst migraine you've ever had in your life. Hey, tag team. Yeah? Huh? Huh? Good cop, bad cop? Okay. All right. We're going to interrogate him on the ship. Stars are so pretty. <laughs> I don't think anybody else we... on the crew really appreciates how pretty stars are. Are we taking the Fentac with us? Yeah, we got to put them in the cryo tubes. They need a host soon. Otherwise, this isn't going to last. Got it. Okay. So, well, now you have a prisoner and you have two unconscious bodies and two jars. You're going to try to get to the ship. And there's, there's still some sounds of fighting going on at this point by the time you two figure out what's going on you hear like there's sounds of like metal tearing and ripping some screaming you hear eliza calling from the hallways like hand tall we could use some help do you do you got this what's going on i don't know why they're calling what is it what is it what's going on out there um you need to see this to believe this this is messed up i'm gonna run out into the battle zone and try to link up with razor well, you run out into the hallway and, and with, with your group, and you see, as they point, you see it looks like Zeke. It looks like Ezzy. But it's another person there, and he's, like, floating about two feet off the ground and glowing with this weird power and just, like, pointing at things and, like, twisting them and opening doors. And he looks really uncontrolled right now. Flossie is very excited by this. (laughs) You look at him and you can sense a Fentac. There are four Fentac in this station and that is a terrible thing. That shouldn't happen statistically. Flossie, can you kill the body from here and we can put the host in cryo also? Yes, Steve, you're raising your hand. What? (laughs) Everybody gets the mental image of, like, obviously Zeke, but younger, giving a lecture in front of a bunch of other faceless students, but he is naked. Nice. <laughs> is that something that actually happened? No, it's it's one oh. of those dream things. Oh, okay. You know, naked giving a lecture in school. Fucking perfect. Now everybody knows what that looks like. Just what I need to be, a pedophile. Thank you. Thank you. Well, no, he's at college, obviously, so... Okay. So, so he's barely legal. Barely legal. Yeah, there we go. 19, um, same age I like my scotch. Foul balls. All right. <laughs> and all mixed up with Coke. Um, Flossie would be like super excited about this display of psionics from this um, Zeke hybrid. And she would. Um, well, first, I need you to give me an endurance roll. All of us are just her. Just her. Do you have like hardy? Telepathy? No. Is it a mental endurance? You're withstanding something right now. You, 
a mental withstanding? Like resolve or composure or something? You get a 1d6 because you're within 30. Oh, yes. If you need a luck die, let me know. I can still donate one. If you use your young exploit, oh, all yeah. your sixes. Do you need a luck uh, die? No, I'm going to use one of my own luck okay. dice. Uh, so I don't have to use my young exploit. Because it'll already do it. All right, so. Mm-hmm. Eight. Eight. Twelve. Eighteen. Twenty-three. Your brain doesn't leak out of your ears, but this is possibly, if not one of the most powerful psychic you've ever experienced. Uh, that just uh, thrills her even more. She just she just wants to shout into this person's brain, we're on your side. You also know that with power at this level does not seem like he's controlling it too well, and this could end badly. It could. But that's why she's shouting that into his head. It's almost like he gets lost in the background psychic noise that's going on here. So, hence all you see this. Uh, And people, I mean, people in the crews are like shooting at him and the laser blasts are having no effect. Like there's some kind of psychic shield in front of him as he's just indiscriminately killing Unidor. And coming towards you guys. It just looks like he's just indiscriminately killing. So the people that are the majority of the people in this lab are Unidor then. Yes. And he's just murdering them. Yeah. Well, a lot of them are running away and escaping. Right, but it's yeah. still death yeah. to the Unidor. I'm going to walk with my hands up and like the gun hanging on my like the trigger guard hanging over my pinky and just start walking towards this Zeke as he look alike right so you start to approach him and when uh, you come to his attention he just gestures in your direction and you go flying backward and you hit a wall wow how much damage do i take five damage it is i'm gonna kind of shake that off and just like maintain eye contact with them and keep walking with my hands up i'll drop the gun this time Okay, so you're doing that. Uh, Flossie, what are you doing? I want to uh, activate my telekinetic shield, which gives me a plus four to my range defense, just in case this individual tries to uh, attack me. And I'm going to um, continue to just barrage his Are you trying to connect with his mind? Yes. Okay, so give me a telepathy roll. Straight telepathy? Well, psi and telepathy. Okay. So 10, 15, 22. 22. So you link with his mind and you're trying to get through to him, to talk to him, but all you're getting, you're like two conflicting brains basically and they're both screaming at each other they're both in pain they're in agony i mean they're in unheard of levels of agony right now and they're just pain and rage and they just want it to stop and they're lashing out at everything that they can just to try to get it to stop so this is a zeke clone right yes and 
would my unconscious pick up on the psychic imprint of somebody who is essentially also me? I'm pretty sure he's receiving some of that stuff, but there's he's got all he's got his own stuff going on. Okay, so what kind of role would you want to for me to go? Oh, ooh, all the the PC lovey pleasant things from Zeke's memory that he can recall just flooding. I mean, yeah, everywhere, but especially towards this in conflict Zeke clone being. Uh, you can do your best, uh, but as Flossie is sensing, like this, this struggle, this psychic pain is is tearing it apart. I have four dice of logic, one dice of counseling, and one luck die. You're unconscious. Yeah, but but this is me, ge- down to genetics, except for the the raising up from a baby. All right, I tell you what. So, oh my God. All right. Give me, this isn't more, this isn't like directly talking. This is like em- empathy to empathy. So intuition and psychology. Let's just do that. Okay. Can I add my one luck die? You could totally add your luck. You could try to see if you're lucky in your sleep. It's the only other, never mind. Let's see. That's a critical before the sixes explode, which four of them did. Oh, wow. That's four sixes. Jesus. Fuck, bro. Uh, 15, 17 plus 24 is 41, 44, 48. I was going to say that the difficulty would be so high it's near impossible, but Zeke just did the impossible. <laughs> Lo and behold, in his sleep, almost Dr. Zeke gets it done. Really? Wow. So, okay, Flossie, since you're the only one touching its mind, so you're, you're feeling this this conflict, this rage. I mean, and, and really, I mean, yes, everybody gets this. Remember that time the whole orphanage went to the beach and just the waves lapped at our feet, and then we got that teddy bear for Christmas, and and then there was chocolate, you know, just just every pleasant thing in a whole lifetime of experiences. So you're doing so everybody gets this since it's hey, well, there's a lot of like crazy ass haywire psychic shit flying around. <laughs> yeah. So everyone gets this. Flossie, you're touching this. Flossie entity's is mind. yeah. Flossie is projecting an image of her, like holding the fentac and holding the Ezekiel, <laughs> like holding them both um, like as a, as a, a comfort. Yeah. You're trying to send comfort. You're both sending comforting messages to it. So it, you, it's working in the sense that it, it's distracted by the impressions that it's getting and it, it stops floating and he sinks down to his knees and I mean, at this point, without all the stuff flying around him and stuff, you see, like he's like in like scrubs. Uh, like he was also an experiment, and he just he stops. And Flossie, you're getting from his mind that the pain is still there. Something is still horribly, horribly wrong. But at this point, it's all these impressions that y'all are giving him are just caught, taking the fight out of him, so to speak. So y'all are doing that. So he he stops killing things left and right. 
Eliza and and Yankoff are going to make a move to blast them, unless anyone wants to stop them. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so you see them raise their weapons, and you just pulled your hand up. Yeah, I would do a um, like a telekinetic, just straight up blast. To push the weapon out of their hand. Okay. I, I think that's kind of cool. So they go, they point, and then you just kind of like you yeah. <laughs> pull them out of their hands, and they just drop, and you hold a finger up. And so he, the other Zeke, <laughs> Zeke-like, the other clone, uh, no, this isn't art, uh, slumps over and starts crying. I thought it was, what was the name that the Chaos Contributors gave him? Oh, this isn't Artie. This is a... This is a different clone. Is the impression that I'm getting? Y'all, y'all don't know who this is. Oh, this is a new one. Flossie yeah. would Flossie would run over, uh, run over to him and put her hands right. on him. As you get close to him, he just shouts out, "Don't touch me! Don't come near me!" So it she hurts. would kneel in front of him. It hurts so much. And put her hands just in front, so he can take them if he wants to. He's, he's not. He's just kind of absorbed in his own own stuff. Hentel's not even stopping. He's walking past Flossie and just like kind of throwing an arm under him and then walking out the, the opening in the wall with him. And just like, don't touch, just grab and go. So you're you're taking him out and he's just, he's not even talking to you guys. It's more like he's talking to himself. It's like, we hurt so much. You need to sleep, bro. No, need to sleep. no sleep. We can't sleep. You need to be made to sleep. We need to separate you. So you, I'm assuming that with all this carnage that's going on, y'all are trying to get a crazy guy in scrubs, two unconscious guys, three guys that all look the same in various <laughs> states of consciousness. And the doctor. And the yeah, doctor. And well, the, the medical and jars. the new Zeke. Um, Flossie would occupy herself with our Zeke um, and, and wait, starting to wake him up. Now that Hental has taken the other one, she would feel completely confident in that. And there's enough people here now that the fighting has stopped that can help you guys carry these people. Cool. Is it Eliza? They get the Fentac, the two Zeeks, mm-hmm. the Doctor, mm-hmm. this Zeke. So Eliza sees all of this stuff that's going on. Is like, what in the hell is going on? Eliza, grab Long who you story. can, and let's get back to the ships. Well, it's a good thing that the two unconscious guys are on gurneys. So grab the Fentac too, Flossie. Of course, v- through various means and stealth and bribery, and because you know, I mean, this is kind of an obvious entourage that's going on on this space station. And I'm assuming, as best as you guys can, you're directing everyone to go through the less trafficked areas. Yeah, I mean, I know the, all the ways through the space station without oh, getting between lost. Between Flossie so. and Hentol, they're covered yeah. <laughs> with getting through the station. Better, better sneaky. And so you guys eventually get back to the docks. Is everybody going to the badger or the moose? Uh, badger has how many crowd tubes? At least two. Do uh, we have three? We have more now because of the upgrade from Megatry. All right. So we're going to put uh, each of the Fentac and our, we have two Fentac and then the Fentac Zeke joining psychic mm-hmm. thing. We'll put all three of them in crowd tubes. Yeah. All three of them. You go ahead and you you do that and you so who's putting them in? I'll do it. Okay, so I need you to give me a logic and medicine roll. I'm gonna take a shot of my whiskey thing and burn some luck. There we go. We're gonna <laughs> gonna take a deep sip before I do some medicine. Oh shit, this is gonna be rough. Mm. <laughs> All right, y'all. 
Hold on to your butts. Well, to be fair, the last time he watched Zeke put somebody in cryostasis, he was drunk, so the alcohol is actually going to help him remember better. Drunken recall, it's a thing. 6, 12, 18, 24, 25. Sixes continue to explode. 31. So the alcohol worked wonders. Drunken recalls a motherfucker. You're not. In t- well, actually, it wasn't so much that you remember specifically, but it's like, eh, I have a good feeling about this button. And you, you do that's, that's <laughs> you exactly do that. how drunken recall exactly. works. So you actually managed to put you rolled high enough. All three go into cryostasis without any issue. Y'all obviously made a lot of noise. There's a lot of people on the ship. Uh, Gideon comes out from the you know, where, wherever his workshop is into the med bay where everyone else is. It's like, what the fuck? Does Gideon start getting the psychic impressions from Zeke? Just, well, I don't know what, what is Zeke sending out right now? Uh, I, I, I burned through all of the weird things and nonsense. That one time he walked on, on the other orphan, like in the shower and then he lingered way too long. Yes. So it, it, Wait, was it a fe- his, his friend Sean? Was, was it a fellow orphan or was it the forty-year-old, seventy-year-old? So, what are you projecting there? Just, just this—the same kind of embarrassed memory dream, but not, but no longer in school. Like the, um, what's the? Oh, uh, no, it's a falling dream. Zeke has somehow fallen out of like a really tall building and is plummeting towards the ground with no pants on. So it sounds like you're waking up. What about that one time that Zeke wet the bed at 18? At 18? And his pants are inexplicably wet. Like a cereal. Oh, God. So Gideon comes walking in and is like, hey, what's everybody? mm." He looks down at his own pants. He's like, looks very confused. It's like, what? Looks, Flossie, stop it. It's not me. Who is it? It's Zeke. Zeke? Yes, Zeke is projecting all of his crazy, unconscious thoughts. As much as I wish she was lying, she's not. What he looks looks at Zeke, looks at Ezzy, looks at another Zeke in the cryo tube, and two cotton candy looking motherfuckers, worm looking motherfuckers, worm looking right, worm looking motherfuckers. He's just racist. And then he has, and then he has like a memory of like the first time he met Gideon and was kind of, I I should pity this thing because it's. You know, it's tiny and helpless. So Gideon's looking around. He's like, what did you guys do? Okay, he's a dick. What happened? The Unidor happened. Do we have to leave? Yes. But I just finished the battle bot. No, we're not doing the battle bot. We need to get the fuck out of here now. She's not wrong. And don't even ask me about Yankoff. I don't even want to talk about him. Long story, we're out. He looks at, oh shit, there's Yankoff. But first place- Get the fuck off our ship. First place is a portable stage. I don't give a rat's ass about your portable stage. Stand I'll by make Flossie. my own. It, okay. Stand by, Flossie. Yankoff, I think we might have gotten you in neck deep something you didn't want to be in. Oh, like that's never happened before. This is a little different. Have you ever gone toe-to-toe with the Unidor? No, they're humanitarians. <laughs> no, that's that's yeah, pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. No. No, they're not. This is some kind of fucked up shit. Yeah, they're going to be after you now. Um, we all need to go right now. Away from here. Turn your transponder off. We'll agree to a meeting place and figure out what to do from there. Ganymede is nice in the spring. Yankoff, listen <laughs> okay, to me. Okay. 
Yankov, listen to me. We've played some fuck fuck games before. This is beyond that. Okay? We are in a whole new level of fucktitude that cannot even be dis- explained. And I know 987,236 languages. I can't explain this in any of them. We're fucked on a level we cannot discuss. Okay, okay, fine, fine. We're all fucked. Where are we meeting? I'm going to point to a place in the star charts that's, you know, several thousand light years away, and we can wild jump there or jump so there. Basically, we're making a wild jump. No, we're going to well, jump. We no, can't no, no, wild no. jump yes, to the yes, same yes, place. Yes. We wild jump out, and then we regular jump to the designated meeting place. It's random walking. We we are random walking a few steps and then going to the designated spot. We we do need to wild jump out of here, yeah, Hental. we do. As much as I don't want to. Yeah. We yeah, need to we get need the to fuck out of here. Unidor, vessel, approaching. We need to go now. Now. We need to go now. Now, somebody slap the fucking puppy sticker. Oh, wow. Look at the size of that thing. Now! Gideon's like, no, we're not initiating a wild jump inside a space station. No, we 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 might need to. We're taking off and we're getting out into space first. And Everyone then we're wild jump to their fucking ships now. Everybody just kind of scatters right now. Are y'all gonna keep Ezzy? Is she staying? Uh, Ezzy? Oh, Ezzy. Yes. Fuck. Hey, we'll get him to you at the final destination. He's he's fine for now. All right. Hey, give me a recording that says you're cool with this. Fine. I, I trust, I'm deciding to trust you. You know what's a great movie? Judge Dredd. But with Sylvester Stallone, not the remake with Carl Fuck Urban. that. The remake was better, Zeke. Shit, I'm talking to a psychic unconscious man. And Gideon just goes, you betrayed the law. I'm the president. I am the law. Wait, okay. Take off. We got to take off. Okay, right. Go, go, go. I'm beelining to the cockpit as we go down the hallway. Wade has already initiated the flight checks and the warm-ups, and y'all hop in, you zip out of the space station, and wild jump? Yep. Okay. Who's slapping the puffy sticker? I'll do it. We don't have time to choose. Just fuck it. Do it. Go. So you wild jump out of the way, and I guess next episode we'll figure out where you guys end up in the galaxy. Dun, dun, dun! Oh my God, we have to stop with these cliffhangers. After the irritated badger wild jumps away, we focus on the commander of the battlecruiser Righteousness, which just approached Aurora Station. He stands up from his captain's chair and storms off to his ready room, half cape billowing behind him. He punches a code in the communications console, and a familiar face springs to life as a hologram over the desk. We found the specimen at the coordinates you gave us, but we were met with more resistance than we were expecting. You played us for fools, Amandine. Per my last spemail, I did inform you that the specimen traveled with a crew of... eclectic individuals that can be quite effective in the most baffling of ways, meow. I take it this means that it evaded your grasp and you will continue to need updates as to the... Irritated Badger's coordinates? If you would be so kind, Amandine. Of course, this arrangement Megatry has with the Unidor is proving to be quite lucrative. I will be in touch. Amandine out, meow.
Thank you for listening to the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. For information on how to connect to our Patreon, Twitter, and Instagram please go to chaoticgoodnesspodcast.com. We are a proud part of the Nerdsmith Network. Find more information about lots of other nerdy entertainment at nerdsmith.com. Our show is sponsored by World Anvil and Die Hard Dice. Use our Die Hard Dice discount by typing console as your checkout code and receive 15% off your next order. Thank you once again and join us again for more chaos. Monsters. Savages. Abominations. Eighty years ago, the great kingdoms of the land above drove all monstrous creatures from their domain and claimed the surface of the world for themselves. Those that escaped the slaughter were driven deep underground, banished forever into the lightless reaches of the dark below. In this endless labyrinth of stone tunnels and caverns, their descendants still fight to survive. And she's going to pretend that she's a fan of this dragon. She's going to be, she's going to say, um, Oh my gosh, I have heard of you before. And I am just so happy that you're actually real. And we actually found you. We've been looking for you. that's flattering. I look at Oneron, salute, and then go back into the shadows. Yeah, sure, make it look so easy. <laughs> she gets angry and she just finds Dyer and just tries to like attack them with it. One of this creature's massive clawed hands grabs hold of your wrist. The cub yet has strength. Come explore a world where sunlight is a myth and monsters may become heroes. Discover new episodes of The Land Above every Monday on nerdsmith.org, Podbean, or wherever you download podcasts. A proud member of the Nerdsmith Network.